Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. Brought to you by John Crampton. For more podcasts, news and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. We sang a song this morning from 1972. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these other things will be added. Let's keep our focus on the Lord. There's a lot of things happening in our world right now, cause us to be confused, wonder what's going on. It's almost like a distraction. Seek first the kingdom. Lisa was just saying last night, do you want to turn on the news headlines, you know, just to see what's going on? I said, ah, it's just the same old distractions. Just another news cycle. Just telling us how unhappy everyone is. Let's just be focused on the Lord. Yes, we need to know what's going on. and I mean, many of you are fairly well educated and you know that you need to look beyond the surface of news and these kinds of things. I've spoken about this before. But let's not get so caught up in these things that we lose sight of the main thing. The main thing is Him. His purposes. Okay? These things will come and go. Challenges will come and go. He's, he is the faithful one. He's the king of all kings. He's the Lord of all lords. I just love the, the prophetic piece that Lisa did for us again. It's a golden tree. And the roots are also golden. And I mean, that's just so speaking of us here in Joyburg. You know, of all the gold that is circulating in the world right now, like in all countries and all vaults or whatever, 40% of all the gold that's in, in circulation, 40% of it came from? Yeah, the Witwatersrand, Joyburg. That's amazing. And we started mining in the 1880s. And all of that gold, 40% of all the world's gold came from here. How's this? That's only 30%. What they've taken out is only 30% of actually, we've got another 70% left under our feet. This is amazing. Like, remember Sean Boltz's prophetic word? He said, South Africa, be at peace. I've got this. The resources you need are here. This is phenomenal. We're living in a great place. There's going to be great fruitfulness, the treetops, but the roots are golden as well. Continue to be in a place of great hope and faith for our nation, for what God is doing.
It's not a time to get full of fear, anxiety. If you are preoccupied, getting back to the news thing, if you are preoccupied with negativity, you will find the reports that will be negative. But if you set your mind on noble things, if you look for what God is doing, you will see great things. They approximate that about 230,000 people come to Christ on a daily basis. Around the world, 230, somewhere between 230 and 250. So I didn't want to exaggerate, which I'm prone to do. So let's make it 230,000. 230,000 that in just over four days, it's a million new believers added to the body of Christ. A million people coming to salvation every four days. You see, the kingdom is advancing. If I have a mindset that the devil is winning and he's getting bigger, I'm going to be looking for all the negativity and I'll find many things to confirm what I'm looking for. But let's rather believe what Jesus said. He said that he would build his church, that the kingdom is advancing and the gates of hell will not be able to prevail or withstand the advance of the kingdom. The devil's territory is shrinking. God's rule and reign is expanding. Of the, Isaiah prophesied of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Of the increase, in other words, it's increasingly increasing. Big God. Come on. We're here to be carriers of light. And light overcomes darkness. Salt stops corruption. Yes, it adds flavor, but it also is for healing. Stops corruption. Come on, you biltong lovers. That's why the meat doesn't go fraught. And that's our action and our impact and influence in this world. And particularly here in Joyburg. So God called us here on purpose for a purpose. For the advance of his kingdom. Hmm? It's not about trying to get more people in the building. We've got to get away from that kind of thinking. It's about being an impact and an influence in life. Monday through Saturday. That's what we what we called for. So good. Seek first the kingdom. What a beautiful song. Reminded me of my heritage. Reminded me of, of where we've come from and, and why we're doing what we're doing. And we're still singing, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And then all these other things will be added. That's why we live with such hope, such confidence, such boldness. So much faith that the things that we've been praying for, the things that we're longing for, 
if he's answered some impossible things, and we've just seen some impossible things recently, how much more than all these other things he's going to bring into alignment with his plans and his purposes. He's a good God. He's doing great things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, talking about great things and multiplication. We need more beds. All right, so we've got a number of people that are coming to join us for the conference, for the worship school. And um, so I, I'm, I'm asking if, uh, if you have got a, a suitable home and you've got a couple more, more beds or just one other bed that you could open up, uh, we really would appreciate uh, we've got people traveling from various parts of the country as well as folks from overseas that are joining us for the worship school and uh, would help us enormously. So I'm, I'm needing about another 10 beds. With every head bowed, every eye closed, can I see the hands raised if you're going to offer a bed? Any more beds? Yes. Was that three fingers or one, one hand? One, one more bed. Single or double? Single. Okay. Two singles. We're three. I only need seven more. We're auctioning off. A double bed. That's five. I only need five more. A double bed. I only need three more. Singles are good. Because we've got a lot of singles coming. Three single beds. Mattress on the floor. Blow up mattress. Bath. Back of your bucky. A single. Two more singles. Okay, thank you. All right, can I ask you, if you raise your hands, please would you visit the information counter after the service. Go and give your name, your contact details, and how many beds and what type of beds they are. We really would appreciate that. Thank you. All right. So these people, most of them are arriving on the 6th, and they will stay through, some of them including the 9th, because they want to join the, uh, the Let Us Worship event, and then they'll leave on the Sunday morning, the 10th. One or two are leaving before that. All right. Of course, the international team, some of them are coming in a few days earlier, so that's be a little bit different, but we'll contact you separately about that. Thank you so much. This is what family does. Very, very much a family morning. All right. That leaves me with 10 minutes to share with you what I was going to share with you. I've never had this problem before. We were speaking over the last few weeks, remembering what, what God did with the ascension. And that Jesus was seated at the right hand of the Father, received the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit, and poured out the Spirit, which we celebrated the day of Pentecost. And we were very clear to note that it wasn't just that we might have goosebumps. It wasn't just that we could sing in tongues. And wasn't it great for us to have a time this morning where the worship team just let us, we could sing a new song unto the Lord. You know that ancient thing from the Psalms, sing a new song. Francis started the meeting with that. Sing a new song. And, and so 1 Corinthians 14 says, I will pray with my mind and I will pray with the Spirit. I will sing with my mind and I will sing in the Spirit. 
So this is a biblical thing to sing in the Spirit, sing in the language of the Spirit. And so we took time to do that this morning. Because those are the kind of worshipers that the Father is seeking. John, uh, John chapter 4, Jesus says to the woman to the well, the time is coming, the Father is looking for those who will worship in spirit and in truth. Yeah, And so we want to take time to engage in that. And, and the Holy Spirit helps us that we might commune, we might worship spirit to spirit. And that's part of it, but it was way more than speaking in tongues, way more than just goosebumps. He came to enable us to live a life that pleases God. That we might live in, through, by the power of the Spirit. We also noted that there was this big difference between the Greek way of looking at the world and the Hebrew way. And that we need to be careful that even though much of the New Testament is written in Greek, actually it was written by Hebrews, Jewish guys. And their thinking, their cultural thinking, would have been Hebrew even though they were expressing themselves in Greek. And if we, if we limit ourselves to just a Greek interpretation of the Greek language, we're going to get closer to some roots that actually we don't want to be drawing from. And this is Socrates and Plato and this kind of stuff. And, and it was all about, you know what? The things of this world are terrible, wicked, filthy, contaminated. And we need to escape this world and be united, be oneness with the universe. And, and that's not Christianity. God made the world... You see, Socrates and Plato didn't believe that. But as believers, we understand that God created the world and he said, it is, it's good. Sure, there was the fall, but there's also the second Adam. And on the cross, he came to reverse everything that happened as a result of the fall. Where the first Adam failed... The second Adam, Jesus, succeeded. And whatever was a curse on the earth, on the cross, because cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, he took upon himself the curse. And so everything that was on the earth was on Jesus. That's why Corinthians tells us that all of creation is groaning, crying out, longing, waiting for the sons of God to be revealed. Because the earth is longing, in a sense, for the, the, the establishing, the enacting, the implementing of the advance of the kingdom, even to embrace and touch and liberate the earth. That's why we to be good stewards of the planet. So our mindset is way different from the climate change guys who think scarcity and that God didn't make the earth, therefore there's not enough and therefore it's going to run out. To which we say fooey. Because God is always the God of more than enough. He's always the God of abundance. He knows what he's doing. He's perfect in all his ways. He makes no mistakes. He didn't make a mistake with the planet. We don't need to cull human beings. You can tell I feel passionately about this. 
because it's an affront to the very nature of God. You are not who you say you are. To embrace that philosophy is actually pointing the finger at God. Because if he's the one who gives life, every human being, he loves people, that's why he makes so many of them. And he's well able to feed them. We know this. I'll try and behave and not talk about the war and stuff like that at the moment. Socrates and Plato, terrible, wicked, we must escape. But the kingdom is actually advancing and increasing and light overcomes darkness and salt has an impact and influence. This kind of Plato thinking is, the world is not my home. I must escape this place. But kingdom thinking, the last chapter says, and I saw the holy city Jerusalem come down. See, we have to change some of our thinking and some of our theology to actually match what the Bible says. We'll do a course next term when I invite you. We're going to go through all of these things about what happens at the end of the age. Not the end of the world, the end of the age. King James did us a disservice by translating eon as end of the world instead of end of the age. And also they used a passage in 1 Peter chapter 3. It's not even in the Greek. It's not in the manuscript. And yet everybody's basing that everything's going to disappear on a verse that's not there. But we'll help you with that. Because it's going to blow your brain. Because half the books that you bought you're going to have to burn. Because they're wrong. It embraces a theology that the devil is getting bigger and he wins. No, no, small devil, big God. And the cross was powerful enough to reverse every effect of the fall. Every effect. Not just some, every effect, including the earth. God's original plan and purpose for Eden still stands. He restores that mandate. That's why he said he taught his disciples, his followers, to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done where? On earth as it is in heaven. So what happens when heaven comes on earth? Well, it's perfect there, it becomes perfect here. So why would he destroy something that becomes perfect if the answer to the prayer is realized? Or is he just teasing us and that prayer is never going to be answered? No, the prayer is going to be answered. He's not a man that he should lie. Every word from the Lord is true, trustworthy, reliable. Some of our thinking is wrong and got polluted by Greek thought, which is not the same as Hebrew thought. And the Hebrew thought that we were actually trying to zero in was about this understanding of all of us Soul, body, mind, our will, our emotion, and spirit. 
And Greek thinking wants to compartmentalize, but Hebrew thinking pulls it all together. He says, I'll take out your heart of stone. This is a phenomenal thing. We were remembering Pentecost. Because at the first Pentecost, they celebrated the giving of the law. And the Ten Commandments were given on what kind of tablets? Stone tablets. And I will take out your heart of? And I will put within you a heart of? I will put my spirit within you. And I will move you. I will move you. I will cause you to walk in my ways. You won't have to have somebody on the outside telling you what to do. You will know what to do because the Spirit is within you. You're being led by the Spirit. Not external government, but internal rule and reign. Can I have an extra couple of minutes? Because we need to read some scripture Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Romans 8, verse 1. Can you read quickly? Because Paul wrote this in a hurry. <laughs> Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. We live according to the spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit, okay, we live according to the Spirit. So those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed, governed, ruled by the flesh is death. But the mind governed, ruled by the Spirit is life and peace. First Pentecost external rules the law second pentecost internal rule governing by the spirit external internal rules law requirements governing rule of god he's in charge I didn't say in control, I said in charge. It's a huge difference between in control and in charge. Because if you accuse God of being in control, it means nothing happens outside of his control. And then how do you account for all the rubbish you sing in the world? No, he's in charge. But he gives people free will and they mess up with that free will. If he was in control, it would be a perfect place. That's heaven. But here on earth, not yet. It's going to shift and change, but it's a process. Come on, we need to understand there's a difference between in charge and in control. So we're under his rule, he's governing us. And so we want to be led by him and ruled by him. He's the king of kings and the lord of lords. He is our master. We've been bought with a price. We belong to him. He owns us. That's right? Okay. Verse 7. Now hang on, have I done it all? Yes. 
Verse 7, the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. But those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. The realm of the spirit, that heavenly realm, the realm of the spirit, heaven on earth. The spiritual realm, seated with Christ in heavenly places, from that realm we're living to this earth. On earth as it is in heaven. And so we're living in such a way, being led by the spirit, being moved by the spirit. I will take out your heart of stone, put in a heart of flesh, and I will move you. I will move, not force you, not control you, I will move you to honor my ways. You see, when we are in step with the Spirit, the Spirit is the Spirit of God, and He's going to lead us into all truth, and so we're getting this internal governing by the Spirit that causes us to live in a way that pleases Him. We don't have to do it because of external rules and laws, we're doing it because of internal government. We just know This is right and that's wrong. We know it by the Spirit. This is so, so important. As a people who living in the supernatural, living by the Spirit, this is a big, big deal. Breakthrough life, this is us. This is what we are aiming at. To live by the Spirit. Remember we were speaking about the windsurfer. Remember that a few weeks ago. And and that passage from Ephesians 5 about being filled with the Spirit. The connotation there is like a sail that's being filled with wind and therefore being carried along. That being full of the Spirit, being carried by the wind. So on our windsurfer, on our sail, the sail of our lives, we're looking for where's the wind blowing, the Spirit. Because He blows where He wants to blow. And we get moved as we are filled with the Spirit. He moves us in His ways. This is exciting stuff. It's not law, it's not legalism, it's not death. This is fresh, vibrant, exciting. Full of adventure. Anything can happen and it probably will. Which is why we're coming tonight. For a night of glory and reviving, revival in his presence. We're saying, Holy Spirit, blow through this place. Come and do what you want to do. Our lives are yours. Come and have your way. Awesome stuff. Okay. That's enough for now. To be continued. Because there's so much more we're going to dig into. About this being in the spirit. Living by the spirit. It says no to this and yes to this and some people are just so confused because oh, next week or the week after I'm just so excited about this man it's so good it's so good it, it'll blow us out of confusion and into truth into light so much like oh, don't start another sermon but so much confusion in the world because they're not being led by the Spirit. It's like, what's my identity? 
the most ridiculous thing. I saw a, a clever little quote. He says, when I was eight years old, we, did, we wanted to be all sorts of things. Some people want to be firemen and other people want to, you know, do whatever. He says, I wanted to be a pirate. He says, I'm so glad when I was 12 years old they didn't remove my eye, amputate my leg and give me a peg leg to assign me to what I wanted to be. crazy. People confused. What am I? Like, look at your parts. You know. You're not a pirate. Okay, enough. It's getting bad. You guys are bad. All right. Come, let's pray. Let's try and save the meeting. Let's stand. Let's pray. Come on, let's ask the Lord. Holy Spirit. Have your way. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Have your way. Come fill our lives. We want to live from the realm of the Spirit. To live a life that pleases you. Come and move us as only you can. That we, as those who belong to you, would be part of seeking first the kingdom of God. And thank you for the righteousness that you give to us. And thank you that your light not only shines on us, but also in and through us in this dark world. May your name be magnified and glorified in this week. We ask these things in your name.